0: Hey everyone, welcome to Thrive in Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family and Christian life. And we want to talk today about one way to combat a busy, hectic, frantic, stressful life. Uh, it's not really a matter of if you experience busy and stressful seasons of life, but more so when. And when you do, how do you handle those well? What we want to offer today is a suggestion um, that's really a form of uh, a spiritual discipline that is really going to help you to navigate these busy and stressful times, and the discipline is, we'll call it, silence and solitude. Mm. Uh, It is being disciplined to slot away some time to get away and to experience silence and solitude by way of reflection and renewal. And I've learned a lot from one of my professors, uh, Don Whitney, about this. And so, Bethany, um, I know this is my experience with this has carried over into your experience with this. So why don't you share a recent experience?
1: Yeah. Well, it makes me think about a while back, just kind of being in one of those seasons and times where life seems and feels a little crazy and maybe Going along with that, I wasn't handling it as well as I wanted to. It was kind of creeping in where I lost some of my joy, a little bit um, just frustrated, more easily on edge. Uh, some of my just kind of normal, carefree, bubbly personality was, I don't know, set aside, more, more business mode, I guess. So I, uh, I remember coming home and you really seeing this. In me, And we had had been talking about it. You knew about just kind of what was going on. But you had, um, you basically, I I don't think it was a suggestion. I think it was more of like a, I'm giving you free time right now to go. And I remember you turning to me and saying, you you need some time. You need a break. I can see that. I want to free you up from the kids, from the house, work, from whatever. And you need to leave the house and go have a couple hours to yourself. Uh, do you remember saying
0: this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's it was it's easy to tell when Bethany when bub- bubbly Bethany <laughs> yeah. I- is no longer bubbly Bethany.
1: Yeah.
0: Um you're you're verbal and you wear your emotions on your sleeve Very and so true. we're in this season of just like, you know, you expressing mm-hmm. some of these frustrations and the the stress was kind of coming out and right. so um just because I love you and want you to uh, wanted you to, to deal with that thoroughly and for your own sake. And then secondarily, uh, just <laughs> for to your benefit sake. the family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For everyone's sake. Yeah. It
0: was like, Hey, you got to go. Yeah. And I, I want you to go. And you said, you use the word free time. Let me qualify. Um, it wasn't free time to no, go yes. and do whatever you want. It, there was some pointed directions with this two. I think it was a two hour block that I gave you. Yeah.
1: No, you gave me you gave me a little list of things to do.
0: I gave you suggestions. It was, I it was said, good. Hey, it was good. <laughs> don't go on your phone and look at social media. Don't uh-huh. make any phone calls. Don't do anything you have to do. Don't talk don't to do anyone. Don't do any chores. Don't talk to people. Yeah, don't call said, anyone. Yeah. Right? And take this time and read your Bible, pray, sing. Reflect, uh-huh. meditate, memorize—like right. any—you you can use the time in any number of ways. And maybe you cycle every ten minutes to one of those different things that I just listed off. But go and spend at least two hours that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No one's gonna interrupt you and and you know have yeah. gone potty in their pants uh, during that time. <laughs> um,
1: Thankfully, yeah,
0: no one is gonna need you to make them yeah. any food. Just get away and spend this yeah. time between you and the Lord.
1: It was so good because I am not necessarily by nature a person who likes to stop from people and to think for a long period of time. I would say, Mark, you're more of the ponderer, more of the sit back and think. Like you you enjoy that maybe more than I do, but I, it's a discipline for me. And, and th- this was so awesome for you to come in the door and just say, you, you got to go. And I was like, thank you. You know, I mean, thinking praise God, you know, this is so great. And I mean, I basically ended up walking in a nature-like area in Orange County. (laughs) So I don't know, just walking along and, and really cycling through all that praying, reading, thinking. I was sat on a bench for a while with like a little bubbling brook going by. And for me, it was just, I would, one, one huge thing was just being honest with my thoughts and feelings and what was going on to, to really think through what is going on in my life. Why are things feeling frantic and then to tell the Lord about it, you know, say, God, this is where I'm at. And then to seek his word and, and just conversation with him and then to sing and be joyful and happy and thankful. And so there was just this whole, this whole group of stuff that came out of this that was so refreshing, so helpful, so needed. Like that needed to happen uh, for me to kind of go on and, and to have a shift in the way I was handling things.
0: Sure. And that shift has helped you to have perspective because this experience that we're describing was Mm -hmm. what, at this point, two months ago or so?
1: Yeah, or more. It has really
0: calibrated and affected your attitude, your demeanor, your responses over the last couple of months. And it's been just a great, healthy um, perspective that you've had. Now, let me just clarify something. This is the kind of thing that we ought to do on a daily basis in our personal devotions but what we're describing here is like an extended bigger mm-hmm. fuller you know um, we're we're describing more yes than what ought to happen on a day in and day out basis by way of maintenance
1: right yeah i was still having my morning devotions but this was in addition to it yes mhm
0: sure okay so we've described a little bit about how to do it get some block of a block of time get away yeah. change the scenery and Cycle through devotional items. Yes. um, And really redeem that time. So now we want to talk about the benefits. Of making such an investment. And so before we recorded this podcast episode, Bethany, you said something like, Okay, what's gonna happen is now all of the wives are gonna expect all of the husbands <laughs> yeah. to give themselves like a two or a four-hour chunk of time. Yeah. Great. All the husbands are gonna be mad at us. Yeah. And my response to you was, I don't think they're gonna be mad at you if they see the value, right? The payoff uh, of taking a couple hours to get away. Really two hours, freeing your wife up for two hours, or in this, in another case, freeing your husband up for two hours, right. is really going to pay off in huge dividends in the long run. Totally. So it's worth the investment.
1: Totally. Yeah. And you know, I, I can't really think back to a specific time for you that I've done this for, but that's because your, maybe your job and even some of the things that you do, not your job, but your... Your personality—I don't know—you—you you find the time for this better than I do, and I know I've given it to you in the past, but you find the time for this better than I do.
0: Yeah, basically, you don't have to make me do this; I just do this yeah, yeah. by myself.
1: Yeah, right. I need the help. I just
0: find—I—I do this like a couple times a year, totally naturally.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so both, some of the yeah. benefits. Mm-hmm. Let's list some of the benefits off. First, okay. I think a time of silence and solitude is going to help. Uh, generate a, a sense of personal renewal. It's going to recharge you. It's going to be better than a nap. Yes. Uh, it's going to be Better just than a
1: Netflix show.
0: Better than a show. Right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's really recharging and rejuvenating. Uh, in his book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I, I, don't, I can't remember if I've talked about this before or not on the show, so. but Stephen Covey wrote that and he says that, uh, or he gives the example of a guy who's uh, sawing a tree- And someone walks up to him and says, hey, you're really going at it with this tree. You're not making any progress. Why don't you stop and sharpen that saw so it'll go faster? And the guy's like between breaths, hey, I I can't stop and sharpen the saw. I'm trying to saw this tree down. And the, the whole point is like if you just took a couple moments and paused from your efforts and sharpened the saw, then your work of sawing would be a lot more effective. And so I think what we're suggesting here is a form of sharpening the saw where you get away and you um, re get that personal renewal so that you do mm-hmm. everything in life more effectively
1: after. Would you say that he saw the need <laughs> to pause?
0: I would say <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would say yes he saw because it. that made me so happy to get- make that connection. <laughs> You love puns.
1: I love puns. <laughs> I was dying to interrupt <laughs> you to say that. <laughs> it wasn't even that good. But yeah, it's true. Like the, the recharging element of coming back into the home after having the break away, f- the the time away, the purposeful time, let's say, it was so refreshing to me. It was so helping me just keep going, kind of that added juice, that I needed to keep going. That that supplied so much of that in just, of course, that day, but even longer. There were longer benefits, benefits still going on now from that time.
0: Sure. Another benefit is that it helps you to regain perspective. It helps you to take a step back and really look at the big picture in life and see all the different moving parts. It helps you to see um, the issues that are going on with kids or the issues that are going on with work right. in light of big picture realities, not to get hung up or or bogged down in any of these stressful or or heavy items in life, but really to take a step back and to see big picture.
1: Yeah. And that was a really huge part for me is I I was able to see what what am I overwhelmed about that was part of it it was a reflection of why am I feeling frantic or hectic you know maybe what sin issues are creeping in or what just planning or logis- logistical issues are are adding to this but what it allowed me to see is okay what is my job in life what is my purpose overall and then what am I here to do and I'm here to be Mark's wife to help him. I'm here to train the kids like those are some top two priorities, and the the training of the kids, I think and the and all that has to go on with the kids was was the kind of the one thing that was wearing on me and the schedules and and all that stuff. and so I was able to say, this is what I'm here for this i should I'm not looking for anything else. If I'm stepping back and looking at the big picture, I want to get to the end of my life and say that i've mothered them well. I've parented and trained them well. And so why am I upset that there are a lot of things to do? Part of it was just my response to it. Why am I, because this is, if I look at the big picture, this is what my job is. This is one of my main jobs. And so that was just recharging and gave gave me the right perspective to go forward.
0: Sure. Yeah. So it helped crystallize your uh, your perspective on, on what you're supposed to do day in and day out. And, and instead of seeing the kids and these daily responsibilities as hurdles and obstacles, uh, you, you shifted to see them as uh, the very things that you get to do. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's great. Well, and then it leads to a third benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see the big picture in that sort of way, you're able to, number three, plan effectively. I think we can do some of our best planning when we're look, when we're factoring in all of the different pieces in the picture, and so we can really come up with the next ten things that we need to do, um, or, or that we can come up with the best next right. steps that we need to do because we've seen clearly what we're here for, and um, you know we've got this good perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally <laughs> you have the time to plan. And some of that came from the the time of reflection. You know, sometimes when you're when you're thinking, praying, being really honest with where you're at and the feelings and, and all that's going on, you can see, you know what, some of it is a lack of maybe my planning, and that's added to the stress, at least in the in the example we're using for me. Or what can I do now that I see that this is a reality? What can I change? What, what little changes can I make even that would help this not become an overwhelming thing again? And so it's like you could kind of look back uh, and look forward and kind of do the both, the both aspects there to see what kind of plans need to change. And, and there were some pertinent changes that were made.
0: Yeah. That really segues. Look at us. We're just stringing all these together because that perfectly segues into the next one. Which What is this? The fourth?
1: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And that is
0: personal evaluation or reflection. Oftentimes when we get perspective, big picture, we come up with a plan, all of this sheds light on the reality that the way we're doing things currently isn't good, isn't right. right. Think, we need to course correct. We need to repent. We need to make changes. And yeah. so getting away like this could help you to see where you need to grow and change and make improvements.
1: And you, I think you hear so often in busy seasons that people tend to blame even their uh, irritability or I don't know any number of sin issues on the outside factors that are piling up in their life, and it's causing them to be stressed out or depressed, sad, or lost the joy or, you know, short with it because, oh, my life is so busy. And for me, it's like that evaluation of, okay, there are a lot of things on the schedule, but it's not all those things that's making me respond in a way that, you know, I don't want to respond anymore. I I need to step back a little bit and look at my own self and see what are the issues there that are causing me to not have the joyful response or not have a long fuse with my kids whatever it might be. And so I, you know, I, it was like, I've really got to get into Bethany's mind here. <laughs> I'm in my mind, but I really got to go deep and see, you know, what what's happening in there and what's happening in my responses and what does that reveal and say about myself. Yeah. Deep in the mind.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's a place I like to be. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: deep in your mind.
1: Scary spot.
0: Yeah. Okay. Last on the list is um, to worship, right? Mm-hmm. What, one of the benefits of getting away for silence and solitude is to worship the Lord, and we ought to not underplay the significance of this. I mean, at the end of this two hours of reflection and course correction and repentance and prayer and meditation, we can really have some moments of profound expression of worship to the Lord, and that is a great opportunity that we ought to take advantage of, and so let's get away for the purpose of worshiping God effectively.
1: Yeah, and just to express thanks, to have Thanksgiving involved, you know, an aspect of worship, but just thank you, God, for all of these things. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, God, for the chill. I mean, there was just so many things that, you know, instead of viewing stuff from a negative lens, I was able, in worshiping God and reflecting to what's been going on, to just stop and thank Him for the the endless, endless list of items that I could be thankful for. And to then in turn, you know, pray and sing and and really direct that worship back to him instead of having, you know, the focus just solely rest on me, but to really, you know, <laughs> bring glory to God and praise him and thank him.
0: It's great. Well, instead of asking a question here at the mm-hmm. end, I think what we should, should do is just encourage couples yeah. to give their spouse the gift of a two-hour block of time for silence and solitude, yes. and then the spouse, you now have the responsibility to take advantage of this opportunity to get away and to be disciplined enough right. to not do any of the other you know, social media stimulating things you could do, but just get away, you and your Bible and the Lord in a non-distracting setting. Right. Don't answer any phone calls. Don't check your emails. Don't do anything like that. Just get away and um, spend your time moving from reading your Bible to praying to listening to a a worship song maybe or singing along to a worship song um, to just thinking about a passage and kind of work your way through and really try to be disciplined to keep your mind engaged on these kinds of things for an extended block of time.
1: Yeah, because the benefits of that last, you know, a two-hour break, maybe some, you know, hubby has to watch the kids or wife has to, to handle something. The benefits are so much more than just that two-hour time. They affect the family. They affect that person. They affect the relationship with God, the relationship with their spouse. I mean, it's, it's huge benefits from a small amount of focused time. So that'd be so great. Yeah. So People would love it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening in. We hope you have a solitudeness, no.
0: Solitudinalness. A
1: day, some time of solitude and silence. Enjoy.